are listening to the sermon podcast of Brockport First Baptist. We are a progressive American Baptist congregation located about 20 minutes outside of Rochester, New York. To learn more about our church and support our ministries, please visit BrockportFirstBaptist.org. So we have a guest preacher today. And uh, I get to do the introduction, which is just awesome. Um, it is my profound uh, joy to introduce to you all Dr. Cephas Archie. Uh, Dr. Archie is the Chief Diversity Officer at the College at Brockport right here in town. Um, he oversees the Office of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion at the school, which um, is commu- uh, committed to promoting diversity and rooting out inequality, not just on campus, but really throughout the village of Brockport. Um, Dr. Archie has been an amazing partner with our church and with um, other faith communities here in town. He's one of the first people that I got to know and got to meet from the college. Um, It's been an absolute blast to get to work alongside him, to get to know him, and I am very excited to hear him preach this morning. So I'm going to hand things off to Lori to read our scripture passage, and then Dr. Archie will come up uh, to share the word with us all. Today's scripture is from Jonah. One and two. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea was growing more and more tempestuous. He said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. So they picked Jonah up and threw him into the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging. But the Lord provided a large fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep surrounded me. The weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to the fish, and it spewed Jonah out onto the dry land. Good morning. Let's try that again. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. There we go, Julie Press. I needed to see that smile. Good morning. I am, uh, I am Cephas. My name is Cephas. Dr. Archie is not necessary. Cephas is fine. Uh, Cephas is the name that Jesus gave Peter in the Bible. So many of you are very familiar with, with the first name. And so as much as I am grateful for the academic accolades that I have acquired, um, accolades mean nothing in the sight of God. And so when you come to God, we must all come humbly as children. And so it's not our titles that will allow us to be in his grace, but what we do. And so again, uh, Cephas is fine. 
I want to say thank you uh, to Pastor Dan, um, who is phenomenal, not only as a person, but as a leader. Uh, within the College of Brockport, we have truly made an intentional emphasis to become collaborative. Uh, our strategic plan says that we will engage better and more with our community, and we mean that. And that voice is echoed from the head leader, which is our president, on down to every member of our college community. And so truly know that we are grateful to be here. I am grateful to stand with you today, and this is a part of who we are and what we do every day. So um, as I begin to prepare for this, I, I wanted to... Uh, I read the scriptures multiple times, and as I begin to read them over and over and over again, um, I, I, I developed a different or a second perspective on the matter, because sometimes when you read something one time, you, you read it and you get a general understanding, but if you go back and continue to read it over and over again, other things are sometimes revealed to you that initially you may not have thought about. And so as I read this, I read this interesting, interesting scripture. Obviously, it talked about um, one of the focuses that I wanted to talk about is gratefulness. And so I, I really wanted to dive into, so what does that mean? So what does it mean to truly be grateful? Because it's, it's easy to be grateful when things are going our way. It's easy to be grateful when we have the things that we've asked God for. It's easy to show appreciation because that's what gratefulness is. It's easy to show appreciation when the sun is shining, uh, all of our bills are paid, everyone is in great health, our prayers are answered. But is it just as easy to show that same appreciation or gratefulness when it's not always so shiny? And so I really thought about this scripture and I, I read it continuously. And one of the things that I appreciated um, for me, as in listening to the lesson of what this message that I'm going to talk about briefly is, is truly about, is this incident with Jonah. So often we've heard Jonah speak, and we've heard the story of Jonah spoke of in terms of specifically the belly of the whale, right? Jonah was in the belly of the whale and how horrible that was. And we understand that. And the scripture that was read, it was read again today. I wanted to make sure I really listened for it. Um, but Jonah being in the belly of the well was actually an improvement from where Jonah had just come from. So if you look at the scripture, and I actually went back and highlighted it about six or seven times. It says, uh, for you cast me into the sea, into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the, and the flood surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. Then I will look again towards your holy temple. The water surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. And it keeps going. And then it says, those who regard worthless idols forsaken to their mercy, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is the Lord. So he prayed this before the whale spit him out. Because the next scripture says, so the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. What he's speaking about is before he even got into the belly of the whale, Jonah was cast into the sea. This scripture focuses not on the being in the belly of the whale, which was horrible, right? We get it. 
the stench, being in there for days. But that was actually within itself a deliverance. The true initial harm and despair was being cast and sinking to the bottom of the ocean. God actually sent the whale to Jonah, which in itself was deliverance. And so often we, we take that scripture and go straight to the well, but we forget, wait, before he was even in the well, he was drowning. He was in the middle of the sea. He was thrown overboard. But we focus only that the turmoil was in the well. While in the well, Jonah realized my deliverance is actually being in this well. Because before I was in the whale's belly, I was out there. And so being in what we would consider or see the horrible condition to be, which is the belly of a whale, Jonah was grateful for the belly of the whale. Because the belly of the whale was a lot better than the depths of the sea. And what I appreciated so much about the scripture is that Jonah recognized that. Jonah recognized, wait, I may not be where I want to be yet, but I'm certainly not where I just came from. So being in the belly's well was better than being at the bottom of the sea without life. No, he had not reached the shores yet to go on to do the things in Nineveh which God had asked him to do. But just being where he was, he said, although the things around me are, are perilous and I don't see the end, I don't know how it's going to turn out. What I do know is that I'm grateful for where I am now. Because where I come from was just worse than where I am now. And so I may not be where I want to be or where I know God is going to take me or where I know he can bring me to. I'm grateful for the progress of the things that he's already done. And even though someone else who's not in my shoes at this moment may not be able to understand that. The recognition that I'm not where I used to be is true gratefulness. So the the appreciation is not only for getting on dry land. The prayer and the gratefulness is just being in the belly and recognizing the condition that he was in prior to being in the belly. And so what this really did for me is it made me reflect. It made me reflect on our own condition and say, so have I shown gratefulness for the things that he's done thus far? Have I thanked him for the ways that he's opened doors, even if it's not to the goal that I see that I want to be? How have I given God thanks just for what the small things that he does every day for me? How have I shown the gratefulness in my actions and in my words Because my actions speak so loud that sometimes people can't hear the words that I say. And so truly understanding what gratefulness really is. It's not waiting until the victory is already won. But it's recognizing even the progress that God has given us. The favor and the journey of recognizing what we were versus where we are versus where we wish to be. 
And so as I begin to think about this true concept of gratefulness, and I think about all the days that I have complained, because I don't believe in getting up and speaking about other people. No, it starts with me. And I think about all the times that I have complained and I haven't really said, are you where you used to be? Have you given thanks and appreciation, even if it's just a wave, a hand praise that says, I appreciate you for what you've done? When is the last time I've done that? And so for me, it rang so true. And that when I read Jonah, it was a great story about the whale, but the, actually the journey began well, way before the whale. And so how are we recognizing the pre-whale? How are we recognizing the, the goodness of God before he's even gotten us in the well? Because that is what faith is. Faith is when you can't even see it. Faith is when you don't even have hope. Faith is the size of a mustard seed. But how can we give him before he's even taken us there? How are we giving him gratefulness today? And so when I reflected on this scripture, because I'm, I'm always looking at ways to apply scripture to those who believe and then to those who don't believe. And so I begin to ask myself, so this very same context can be applied to anybody, anywhere. So John 4 and 20 talks about how can you say you love God when you don't even show love to the man you see every day or the woman you see every day? John 4, 20 talks about how can you say you love me and you just, oh, I'm in love with God, but yet the people who you interact with, talk to, see with, engage with every day, you can't even demonstrate that you love them. So I applied that very same context to this message of gratefulness. So the people we see every day, the people we live with every day, the people we work with every day, the people we marry, the people who are sons and our daughters and our mothers and our friends, so we can be grateful and thank God. But when is the last time we've thanked them? What about the person sitting next to you? What about the person who you may not always agree with? Because you can even be grateful for someone who you may not always agree with. But what that does is it actually allows an opportunity for relationships to build and connect because if we only highlight the things and that we consider to be critiques and only those critiques of people, then you will never support a person to keep going toward that goal, which we have in mind. Apply that to Jonah. Jonah was in the well and in the well, in his heartache and in his disappointment, he still said thank you. And after he said thank you, and after he still showed God, I may not be there yet, but I'm closer to where I want to be. That's when God gave him what he wanted. And God brought him to dry land. So this is a concept of gratefulness in the midst of your storm. So gratefulness in the midst of your progress. And being able to show that gratefulness 
to the people that we interact with every day. Because that's how Jonah moved God. And so if that's what it took to move God, then how are we applying those same practices to build people and move people in the similar manner that Jonah moved God? So this message is to allow us to turn around and realize the power and the impact of our words. The power to build people. The power to encourage just by saying, I see the good. No, you haven't, you haven't obtained the degree yet. You haven't gotten the big promotion at the job. But I saw you enroll in class. And yeah, I know it's been hard. And I know I've been on you for it. But I see, I see what you do now. This rang true. I was, I was in the gym and there was a, a, a guy in the gym who works out. and He's there faithfully and he's always at it. And for the last four months, I've been seeing him and he's, he's lost a lot of weight. He's just seemed very sad more often. So I walked over and I was like, talk to me, man. How are you? And he said, um, he said, man, I just, I've had it hard lately. And I said, well, you want to talk about it? He said, well, truth be told, I don't want to, but I'll just tell you, I lost my wife. I said, you lost? He said, my wife passed away about two weeks ago. And he said, and she had a cancer, so I kind of knew it was coming. And I was, I, 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 you know, it was it slowly God gave me time to process it before it occurred. He said, but now that she's gone, not only am I grieving her physically being gone, but he said, all the little things that she did for me. He said, but I wake up and I see the piles of clothes. And I'm like, how did those clothes get there? It was like, it's not that the clothes ever had lives of their own and just would walk and wash themselves. But all the small things that she did every day, all the small details, all the things that I didn't even know I had to take care of that were just taken care of because she did it. He said, it, it makes me so humbled to have had all of those things. I just wish I could have told her why she was here. I wish I could have communicated to her while she was alive how grateful I was for those things that even though we had challenges at times, there were many things she did right every day that helped me, that helped my sons, that helped my daughters, that helped our ministry, that helped our community. And so I just, I, I think about all the times that I could have shown that appreciation. And I didn't. And so it, again, it brought me back to Jonah. It brought me back to the journey of life itself. To say, do we wait until someone is passed on to tell them how much we appreciate them? Whether it's given us $5 million or just walking over to someone when they've had a hard day and said, hey, I want you to know I'm with you. Because at the end of the day, we are all aware that money itself, no matter how much money you have or you give somebody in a donation, it does not have the impact of when I see you hurting and I walk over and I grab your hand and I tell you, hey, I'm with you through this. And I appreciate you. And I won't let you go. That's gratitude. The beauty of it all is that it's truly a gift. 
It's a gift that you don't have to pay for. That won't cost you anything to say thank you. It can only connect. It can only bridge. It can only build. And so recognizing this, my message today is on how are we, because it's one thing to read text. It's one thing to have a great reference of what they did. But if we aren't finding ways to apply this, knowledge is not enough. Knowing is not enough. We must do. And so how are we taking these things that we are reading in our text and applying them to better our families, to better our communities, to better our organizations that we serve. And so this is the message for understanding that even if there is some progress or even if there's no progress, there's always a reason to be grateful. There's always a reason to say thank you. There's always a reason to say I appreciate you whether you realize it or not. And I see what you're doing because it has the ability to inspire hope in people or in someone that may not have it. And to know that we have the ability to give it free of charge. And we give it to God and we'll, we'll all honor and say, yes, God is worthy of it, which he is. But what about the people who that, as in John 4, 20 said, how can you give it to him but not to the people that sit next to you and that you see it? We see every day. And so this is my message. This is gratefulness in the midst of the storm. So being in the storm does not negate your responsibility to still give thanks. It doesn't. Even when we're hurting, the best way to help you heal is to help someone else heal. I'll share this before I take my seat. So I was in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. And my professor, I was in my master's at that time. Uh, I had a professor who was an instructor. And he had lost everything. Their houses, everything. The only thing that they came back to was a piece of a foundation. And so every day he had committed to staying in New Orleans. He said, no, this is all I know. I won't leave. I will rebuild. And so every day when we got back to New Orleans, when they let us back in, every day he would leave work, leave instructing, and go home to his platform, to his foundation, and he would start working on his house. And so in working on his own house, after about six months, he got gravely depressed. He got saddened to the point that he went to go see a counselor to help him get through it. And his counselor said, do me a favor, stop working on your house and go help somebody build theirs. And he was like, I was like, what? He said, he told me to stop working on my house and go and help somebody else build theirs. And he said, so I did. I stopped working on mine and went and helped one of my neighbors build theirs. And within three days, my entire spirit and my disposition changed. He said, because I stopped focusing on me and I began helping somebody else. It was not until I gave to somebody else that my condition changed. And he said, so we built his house and we built it in a fourth of the time that it would have taken my neighbor to build it by himself. 
But when we got done building his house, guess what we did? We turned around and he came and helped me fix mine. And we built my house. So when I gave to somebody else, I also was given back to in return. I apply that to this text. So if you want appreciation shown to you, how are we showing appreciation to others? How are we showing appreciation to God for the small things? For the things that no one else knows about us that we used to do? Those things that we never so shared with anybody else and those habits and those things that we know weren't so great? And how he's brought us from that to where we are now. And yes, we're still asking for more because the Bible says we should. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. But it didn't say that along the way, even while you're on that journey, you don't thank God for the appreciation that, for what he's already done to get you there. And so this is my message today. How are we continuing to thank God, even in the storm? but also recognizing how sometimes that storm itself is progress from the sea we just came from. Being in the well is progress from the sea that we just came from. And being grateful for the belly of the well. So, in my prayer today for each of us is to reflect on that. How are we showing that gratitude and appreciation every day to people that we love and care about and recognizing that the true honor and glory of it all comes from him? Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can connect with us on Facebook at Brockport First Baptist, on Twitter at Brockport FB, and on our website, BrockportFirstBaptist.org. Our theme music was composed by Scott Holmes. This has been a production of Brockport First Baptist.